Well, hello and welcome back to Voice of the Parrot. I'm your host, Shasta Ray, and I am joined in the studio by, oh my gosh, Bug, my newest member of the flock, my English budgie that I just got. He's an exhibition, and I wouldn't say that he's like attached to me yet, but he does climb up and sit on my shoulder and he steps up really well. He gets anxious in the mornings to be let out of his cage so he can go play with the flock. And he's doing a lot better. Oh my gosh. Zoltan was actually down here in the studio with me for probably a couple hours while I was doing some other stuff. And he was watching TV and chirping and singing. And he had some snacks down here. But I thought maybe I would just bring Bug down here. He's never been to the studio and he's on the little play stand right here by the recording booth eating some spray millet. We'll see if he starts chirping. He has the most unusual little chirp. He has a double chirp. He has strange little noises he makes. And he does some interesting singing. So anyway, he's been he's been coming out of his shell a little bit since I got him. I am really proud of this little guy. For someone who just lived in a colony and just kind of got shifted around and he was never a pet, he is fitting right in. And I had mentioned that he had kind of an eating disorder. When I first got him, I'm assuming actually he was probably fed pretty good because he eats vegetables like a champ. He loves his greens. He loves lettuce. He loves herbs. When I put chop in front of him, he will just sit and eat chop. No problem. So he's familiar with it. So he probably had a fairly good diet, but I think it's just the holy cow level of selective breeding. He's a very heavy bird. And then I think he had very low activity levels. And I think he kind of got a little overweight that way. So I have a play stand. It has rope and branches and all sorts of stuff. He's been climbing. He's been flapping around a little bit. He can get from point A to point B really, really well. What he could not do almost at all the first week I had him, he is now acting like he's always been playing on that play stand almost. So he's getting really familiar with every inch of it, how to go up and down the branches, and he still can't fly, but he's okay. He does pretty good. He can he can flap very, very short distances, and he, his balance is getting really good. His eating is mellowing out because I think he probably had been kept in a cage with a lot of other birds, and it was probably eat or don't get any. So the first week or so also here that I had him, if food was in front of him, he would almost just not stop eating. He would lay down on his food and just lay and consume food. And now he is selective when he eats. He's selective about what he eats. And he is eating healthy food choices by choice. So like if veggies are in front of him, he's chowing on veggies. He's a really good little bird. I'm really impressed with him. And it was really cute. He was on one shoulder and Murray was on the other shoulder more than once. And Bug actually has kicked him off of my shoulders a couple of times. So he's not very aggressive. It, it's not a high level of drama by any stretch of the imagination. I just found it interesting he was even bold enough to do that when he doesn't even really know me that well yet. I have, how long have I had you? Even a month? Not even a month. Three weeks? So yeah, he's been a lot of fun. The regular pet store budgies, and that would be Zoltan, Aggie, Mike, and Cricket, don't seem to recognize him as a budgie. 
They understand he's a bird, but they don't really recognize him as one of their own. Moose Moose seems to understand he is an English budgie and is more like her, but once the new infatuation the first day wore off, she just kind of, eh, and she hasn't been all that interested in him. She does go hang with him a little bit, but I would say out of all of them, Mike is probably hanging out with him a little bit more than the rest are. And it could just be that he's just mild-mannered and realizes that Bug is mild-mannered also. So he's been fitting in, and he seems to look forward to every day. He sings a lot, and I've found it very interesting with this little guy how quickly he started just stepping up on his own. When when I first met him, it took a while to convince him. I had to kind of chase him around his cage a little bit. He would uh, waddle around. It was so cute. But once he realized that I wasn't hurting him, he just would step right up. And now he just can't wait to step up in the morning because he knows it means that he's going to go play for the day. So he's very, very intelligent also. Also in the news, this is going to be a budgie episode. So not only progress with Bug, but a little bit of Zoltan news. So I'm not sure, five weeks, six weeks ago, somewhere in that range, he had a night fright and hurt himself and busted a blood feather. Oh my gosh, I was panicking. So... I got him out of his cage, and he was squawking and trying to flap around and in flapping around the room so that I wouldn't look at his wing, he dislodged it and it went flying off of him. And I got him in the kitchen and got some arrowroot flour on his wing immediately so there wasn't any problems with bleeding, and he seemed to be healing up pretty good. Well, about a week or so ago, I rearranged the bird room and he... Cricket and Mike all must have had a night fright during the night because all of them lost flight feathers off of their wings. Now, they're all okay, and it was apparent to me that whatever happened to Mike, he had busted something. He had bled a little bit, I could see on his wing, but it must have been pretty uneventful because it healed right up and it wasn't much. I didn't see blood that had splattered or anything, so it it was very minimal. That is always a worry because they are such small little birds. It doesn't take much for them to bleed to death, so that's always a worry. But Zoltan seems to have, whatever happened that night with that second night fright, he seems to have dislodged whatever was starting to grow back from that first night fright and he actually lost a couple of flight feathers off of his right side, and two of them looked like they were just starting to grow in or something, and now he's starting to molt a lot more, so it could have been that he had a night fright when he was molting and just knocked a few things loose, I'm not sure, but at any rate, he has feathers on his left side, and he doesn't have flight feathers on his right side. So he doesn't fly very well right now. He kind of flaps around. And today he flew across the room, landed on me, and sat and gave me the dirty look for a little while. And he has not done this in quite some time. He usually just kind of hangs with the flock and he's very friendly with me, but he usually doesn't fly over and land on me. He hasn't in probably months. So that's when I decided to bring him downstairs. It seemed like he was just asking to spend time with me, and we hung out down here for a while. He had a lot of fun. And I mention this because I had given him a lot of extra attention during the time that he'd lost those feathers, and he knows I care about him very deeply, even though I've been dumping a lot of time into the baby cockatiel lately. 
he still knows that he's my little sweetheart and I just adore him with my entire being. And he was letting me know that he felt the same way and he wanted to spend some time with me too. He kind of misses me. I think he misses that one-on-one -on -one time. And he just loves coming down here. So that got me to thinking that one thing I've wanted to cover on this podcast and I don't want this to turn into a lecture. I just want it to be some really good food for thought. I see budgies all the time. They land on Craigslist. I know that there's a lot of them in the bird shelters, in the rescues, that sort of thing. And I think it's very easy to get disillusioned with all the cute little endearing videos of budgies out there and how great of pets they are. Plus, they're so cheap and they're so cute, right? That it's easy to think that they are just naturally tame or they'll be tame as soon as you get them home or they're going to be like those birds that you see in the videos. And then I think people give up on them all too quickly and get frustrated and that's when they get rid of them. And there's not a lot out there that really explains in those videos and the how to tame your budgie videos. There's tons of them out there on YouTube. They show the hand, you know, and they say, you know, put your hand in the cage for a little bit and get your bird used to your presence and then start feeding it millet and then get it to step up and the bird is calm the whole time. Well, what they don't explain is that bird has probably been tame and it's probably four years old, okay? It's a very calm adult bird. Now, you will get some that are just naturally kind of geared towards hanging out with you. Cricket was one of them. I was absolutely floored when that bird just kind of came out of the box from the pet store. I put him in the cage and that day he was stepping up and coming out and he, I walked him around the house with me and he was just calm and curious and he's never been scared to death kind of budgie. But they're not all going to be like that and I think they don't stress enough in those videos that taming a bird can take quite a while. And just because it steps up doesn't mean it's tame. So the whole point to all this is each bird is different. And in order to get that wonderful bird that you can interact with and it plays with you and it likes to hang out with you and it is irritating because it's just up in your business when you're trying to get work done on your computer and it's jumping around on your keyboard and whatever, it takes time and it takes an investment of you to get your bird to that point. And a lot of those really cute little endearing videos that you see, those people may have had that bird for quite some time, and they may not be really relaying how much time they have spent with their bird to get it to that point. Now also, as Zoltan flapped over to me, I have had a couple of my birds, now I don't really push them, now all of them will step up, all of them will hang out with me if I ask them to, I can bring them down here to the studio and they'll just ride on my finger down here. I, they don't freak out or anything. But it took a while to get to that point and some of them are a little bit more friendly tame than others. Aggie is probably the least tame out of all of my birds, followed by Mike. But all the rest of them love to hang out and here's my new little exhibition budgie that really doesn't know me in the grand scheme of things, sitting right next to me in, in a room he's never been in calm as anything, eating, and he's just chill. So all of these birds are so different and they've had different levels of time with me, but the one thing they have in common is all of them know that I'm not going to hurt them and that something good is going to come from that interaction with me. And that's a given 
all the way across the board with all of them. They all know that something good is going to come from that interaction. Either we're going to have fun, or they're going to spend time with their friends, or they're going to go to a cage that they want to be in because there's food I just put in there. Something, right? And there's really good levels of trust going on. I think that that's what's really missing off the internet, off of all the how-tos, off of all the articles. Sometimes you read some of it and it will have some of that common sense. But also, I really never see it said that your relationship with your bird is a journey and not a race. And don't push your bird on your time frame because your bird may not be on your time frame. And it may push it in such a way that it loses trust, right? You're rushing it. You're trying to force the situation. Just don't do that. Enjoy the journey with your bird. Get to know that bird and spend time with your bird. Also, it takes them time, especially if you get one that's a very, very young six, eight week old baby from the pet store, whatever. Give it time. By the time you've had that bird a year, if you've been letting it out of its cage for several hours a day, every day, you're present, you're spending time with it, you're talking to it, it knows that you're supplying its food, it's not terrified of you anymore, you're going to start seeing it get a little bit more brave, start taking more interest in what you're doing, checking out what you're doing, all sorts of stuff. That process may take longer if you have more than one bird because then it's going to probably have more interest in something of its own species before a human. The whole thing can be different from person to person and situation to situation. And so I really just wanted to get that out there and in everybody's eardrums, because I've had Zoltan since early March of 2022. And here again, he was my first parakeet, my first budgie. I've spent a lot of time with him. He and I adore each other, but even so, it's very rare for him to just flap over and land on me, even to this day. He does it on rare occasion, and he kind of goes through phases. There was a, a point in time where he did it a lot more. He has more friends now. He's more interested in the other birds, but he still likes to see what I'm doing. He still likes to come down here to the studio. He knows he gets special treatment, and I think my entire relationship with him is going to continue to morph and change over time as he gets older and as, you know, we move forward through time together. Same with all of my birds. And with all of that said, I just want this to be inspiration that if anyone out there is frustrated with the taming process or you're not understanding your bird, keep looking, keep researching, keep spending time with it, keep your patience high and your expectations at whatever the bird wants to present. Let the bird move at its pace and try to find its special treats and things that it really likes. One thing that's very, very, very helpful if you have a stubborn bird that's not wanting to tame, get it on a really good diet and then find out what its favorite treat is and do not include that treat in its diet. Use that treat for when you're interacting one-on-one -on -one with it so that the time spent with you has a really special favorite element to the bird. Sometimes the way to its heart is through its stomach. So experiment. See what works. And respect your bird's boundaries also. If it's showing that it's not comfortable with you up in its space for whatever reason, it could be hormonal, it could be just not to that point of being tamed yet, whatever, 
Just keep working with it, and one of your best tools is going to be your voice. Talk to your bird. You read to it. You can read to it if you don't know what to say. You can tell it about your day. You can repeat the same phrase over and over with different expressions. And eventually, you're going to have a really good relationship with that little creature, but just give it time. Sometimes it does take a little longer, especially if you adopted one that had never been tamed before, or you got one from a pet store, and it's a species like a cockatiel or a conure or something that takes a little bit longer to earn its trust. The one thing I can promise you beyond the shadow of a doubt is that it is absolutely worth it. And even if you don't have that perfect bird that's just clinging to you and desperate for your attention where it's just clamoring over you and landing on your head and landing on your shoulder and wanting to be on you, I can guarantee that the more time you spend around your bird and giving it your attention, not just around it, but give it your attention. They love attention. It's going to be a really useful tool, and you will get there. It's going to be a journey. Here again, you will get there. Be persistent. Take your time. Don't get frustrated. And just learn each other. Get to know each other. It is so worth it. These animals have given me some of the most rewarding moments I can't even begin to describe. Oh my gosh, they give me so many laughs and so many realizations about myself. And they also provide a lot of food for thought. Sometimes you just have realizations about how to interact with others through them. And um, yeah, let go of ego a little bit and just let them be themselves and see where it ends up. But let's try not to let it end up in a situation where you feel like you need to get rid of those birds or that it's impossible to work with it. Here again, learn all you can, spend all the time you can afford with your birds. Sometimes on these busy days in this busy world, it makes it difficult and challenging, but you know what? It's worth it. And that bird's really not going to understand when you blow it off for some other reason. It's just going to know that you're off doing something else and it's alone. So try not to make it feel that way. Let it be part of your life. And uh, yeah, I think I think we'll just kind of leave it there. And I hope that encourages everyone to go play with your little feathered friends. Have a good time. Have a great week. And I'm going to conclude by saying... Oh my gosh, some of the best times I have had have been with these crazy little creatures. Holy cow, they are so worth it. They make me a better person. They really do. And they are worth the time invested. So before you get frustrated, don't get frustrated. Give your bird more time. Give it a little bit more you. Give it a little bit more patience. And see where it ends up. It is really hard on these little guys to go from home to home and into the shelters and then a new new home it actually almost ensures that they're going to have a life like that because they start getting less and less trust with each new home and they have to readjust all over again so try to keep that in mind as you venture forward and um, try to see things from the bird's perspective too sometimes that helps so anyway go have fun everyone Go enjoy your little feathered friends, and by all means, don't forget, these are still wild animals that we're dealing with. You're actually bringing a wild animal into your home and making it your best friend. Sometimes that's a process, and that's okay. Enjoy it for what it is, and let them be a little ray of sunshine in your life, no matter what phase of that friendship is going on. 
whether you're at the beginning of it or you're somewhere in the middle or it's your best friend or whatever the case is. And uh, I think I'm going to get Bug up to bed. It's about that time. And we'll catch you next week. Bye-bye.